Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Push Through Podcast. I'm your host, Keisha Reeves. I'm a licensed professional counselor with a group practice here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I specialize in women as well as maternal mental health. Here on the podcast, we'll talk about womanhood, motherhood, and a little bit of everything in between. So sit back, relax, and enjoy a quick chat with me. And don't they let me when I episode as you can see we are on a break <laughs> season four wrapped up with our last guest um jay who was the interior designer and it was so wonderful speaking with her and we won't return back until mid-january but in the meantime i just wanted to pop in and do uh, an episode just to kind of get you through <laughs> The break, and then also just to catch you up because I know there were a lot of interviews and we didn't really get to talk as much. So I wanted to share a couple of things that have been going on. I'm super excited about having this break. Uh, I thought at the end of September, after I had the summit, that things would slow down. But ironically, as life would have it, I felt as if it sped up. And I was telling my husband this year, um, I was telling him the other day that this year feels like the hardest I've ever worked. And sometimes I don't like to say that because I feel like, do people really want to hear like, I'm so exhausted, I'm just working. I'm so exhausted, I'm just working. Like all the time. And it has its definite blessings. And I'm not saying it in like a complaining way. When I say it, I'm more so mean as if, I need to figure out better ways to have more balance and more structure. And I had a friend who said to me the other day that she doesn't know how I do it. And sometimes I'll have people that will say that to me. And it's so funny because I really feel like I'm not doing anything extra ordinary or anything that's like, oh my gosh. Um, I feel like I am very structured. I am a planner. I walk around with my planner. I buy this planner every year around this time, but I already bought mine for, for 2022 from Bando. If you're looking for a great planner, go to Bando and get there. Is it 24, 26 months? I can't think of it, but is there more expensive planner? It's huge. It's just perfect for me. And that's like my Bible. I carry it with me everywhere I go. I have that plus my Google Calendar, and that's how I structure my life. And I'm also very mindful of the things that suck time away from me. I'm a part of like two group chats, and both of them I'm not as engaged in because like a group chat can really like have you sitting on there for like hours. If I have like the time, I definitely will, and it's fun. Um, but sometimes I just, I don't. And sometimes I'll just like scroll through it and read it and catch up, but I'm horrible about returning text messages or exchanging texts back and forth because I can just get so distracted. And with my time, I like wrap up my day around four o'clock and then it's like balls to the walls. I have to go and pick up my kids and get home and feed them and bathe them and do homework and clean up and, 
um, prepare for the next day and um, and then I'll have downtime. And another time sucker for me is YouTube. <laughs> I watch YouTube rather I'm looking at houses or home decor or people that I follow vlogs or whatever. Um, but yeah, so that's me. But <laughs> another thing is we're moving. We're moving out of our home. Our home is um, being purchased. We've sold it or selling it. Um, we're going to be closing soon. And we're not moving like out of state or anything like that. We're actually moving not far from here. But it's just the process of packing up, getting that organized. And then our new home won't be ready for a couple of months. So we'll be in a transition state for a little while. And that's a little difficult with two small children. Um, and I've mentioned before how our support system as far as like childcare isn't vast. Um, none of my family live in the city in which we live. And um, my husband doesn't have much immediate family as well that live here. And his mother also works full time. So trying to figure that out and navigate that. And it's, you know, it's just, it's a juggle. And again, none of these things I'm saying to complain about because it is such a blessing to be able to sell our home and to be able to purchase a new home that's going to be our forever home. So I'm so, so grateful. And I think November and October, I was full of so much gratitude, which is what I named this episode is gratitude because this year has been so just huge like just a huge blessing for me and whenever I work with my clients I always try to talk about implementing gratitude as a day-to-day -day practice because I feel as if our world is filled with so much negativity with the news and with everything that's going on and I even practice when I talk about like my time consumption, not getting on social media as much. I'll post on Instagram, but I don't scroll. Um, where I used to be able to just be on the shade room for like hours on end and on the discovery page and, oh, let me go to this person's reels and all of this stuff. And I'd just be sitting there for like two hours and, and not able to get anything done that I want to get done. And trying to be very disciplined and focused. So instead, when I would want to go to Instagram, I would go to my news app and try to stay informed in that way. And then that's a whole other thing because if you're on the news app, you would not realize how many children go missing or how many women are murdered or how many shootouts there were in this particular place or remains of this person was found. And it can be so draining when you're watching court trials and you're waiting for juries to come back and to hear what the results may be and, you know, voter oppression and just all of these things. And so in order for us to be able to really sit in and embrace all of the good things that happen to us, practicing gratitude is so essential because I often say that negativity is something that's a constant and it's a promise to happen. Um, but there's so much positive that happens, but we can often overlook it or we can feel as if the negativity overshadows it because disappointments and frustrations and anger can sit with us and it can feel so much more and heavier. And so being able to reflect on the things that are good helps find better balance. And in me doing that reflection, I'm so grateful for health. Even 
when we gathered for Thanksgiving, which we don't necessarily celebrate Thanksgiving. Um, cause I even think like within Native American culture, they look at it as a day of mourning for reasons completely understandable. So with my family, we more so look at it as like a gathering day. I think it's how we refer to it. Um, not necessarily like the fictional reason why we are told to celebrate it. But on that day around the table, we always go around and say, what are we grateful for? And I was so grateful that my entire family was able to come together because of the pandemic. We hadn't been together as a group since like 2019. Um, I was very cautious about the pandemic. My mother has had cancer twice and she has like one and a half lung and she's had renal cancer and has a kidney removed and both of my parents are in their 70s and I have two little children and like I said we don't have much child care if, if I got it who would watch my children just all of these things so we've stayed apart um because I have one brother who lives out of state another who's a single man who does what he wants to do so this was the first year that we got together and it was also a blessing that we were all able to get together. There's been so many passings and people who weren't able um, to be present for the holidays for their family because of deaths and being grateful for that. I'm also grateful that we are able to get into a new home and I'm grateful for push through and everything that it has grown to be in this past year. And um, that's just a whole other wonderful thing. I remember around this time I was starting to grow the, the practice and start the group practice. And now we are up to three employees and we're bringing on, we're onboarding three more in January. And I've also hired, um, someone who can take over my billing for me. So I don't have to do that anymore. That's taken off of my plate. And that starts in January. And I am through the moon about that because that really frees me up and just hugely. Plus, we have an intern that's starting and she's taking over my social media. So just the growth in that regard is so such a blessing. And I don't know if I've spoken about this on here, but to think about there was a point several points in my life where I've worked previous jobs where I was told that I wouldn't get a raise or I was told that I would never make said amount of money because of my gender or um, just being told like I was inadequate and to now create a place where I was able to do everything on my own and get what I want. So that's wonderful. And then also loving what I do. And I'm taking the last two weeks of the year off, um, one for the holidays, one to move, and another just to kind of recoup, refresh. Um, sometimes clients uh, can look at therapists as just like this, you know, this person that's there to help you throughout everything that you're going through. But another huge part is we are human. <laughs> and doing this type of energy work and helping people and being very empathetic, um, you can drain your well. And it's good to replenish it so you can be able to show up for others. Otherwise, you would just be like this person that's just listening to someone talk. And I want to be able to really show up and continue to help. So taking a break and being able to laugh and have joy is something that I'm looking forward to so I can show back up in January and get back to it. Plus, I'm also cutting back on um, 
the number of hours that I will be working next year, which is also a great way for me to have better balance and um, be refreshed, refreshed and replenished as well. Um, so those are life changes and things that I'm grateful for in practices in which you can do. Um, some other things that are coming up in the new year is we're not going to be doing a summit in 2022. And um, a reason behind that is because I really want to be able to just do the summit in person, to be honest. Uh, the past two years, we've done the summit virtual, which has been wonderful. Um, but the vision that I have of how I want the summit to be taken to the next level and with this new variant, and of course, several other variants, people still passing, that's just not going to be able to happen <laughs> until 2023 in the way that I would want it to happen. Um, so instead, um, I'll be having four small, intimate, in-person events next year. Um, the first couple of ones will kick off in February. Uh, we'll be having the Black Birth Workers Meetup. That's been virtual quarterly throughout this year where all the black birth workers in the state of Georgia um, that I can connect with, network with, have us all on a Zoom call, talk about the work that we do, we'll all be able to meet in person in February. And that's going to be a free event. And that's anyone who does any type of free, any type of birth work, and that is black. So if you're a chiropractor, a doula, an OBGYN, a midwife, a nurse practitioner, a pediatrician, um, anything, a maternal mental health therapist, we're meeting up in February. And also I will be conducting, facilitating my first continuing education seminar in February as well. And it will be on black maternal mental health. So all disciplines, psychologists, therapists, LCSWs, LMFTs, because um, next year is our license renewal year where we have to collect our CEs. Um, you'll be able to sign up. You can sign up. It's on the website right now. Um, so you can be able to attend that training. And we'll be going over signs and symptoms of perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, what it looks like for Black women, and what are the hindrances for Black women, and also the history of the stigma and why oftentimes Black women opt out of seeking treatment um, for PMADS. So I'm excited about that. And then we will also be having a hike um, that will be taking place. We'll, we'll all mothers, black mothers, will be able, black birthing parents as well, be able to meet up. We're going to meet up at Arabia Mountain, um, hike to the top of the mountain, do some reflections, some mindfulness, some journaling, and then hike back down. And it'll be a great way for us all to um, see each other, talk, <laughs> um get to know one another and that'll be an event and then i'm also going to do two more um one is sex and intimacy after motherhood and i'm going to be doing that one with unika nelson she was a guest on the show she's a sex therapist and that one's going to be super 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 awesome i'm so excited about that one well we'll have um great sponsors and it'll feel like a cocktail hour and we'll have a panel like a pelvic floor specialist um, just talking about um, tapping back into your desires and your sexual energy and how to get back in the groove of it and how sometimes that evolves as you grow 
um, as a person and how your sexual desires and can be different from when you were 20 years old until you are 41 or whatever. And then the last event is a dinner for mothers. And that is going to be at the beginning of summer. We're going to have a speaker at that one and also a catered meal. And it'll be a great way for um, mothers to get dressed up, have a dinner, have a cocktail, meet one another, another intimate um, setting, it's outdoors, and then hear from a very accomplished um, mother who's going to be speaking on her own story. So in lieu of a summit, we'll have four events instead in place of it. And I think that that'll be really cool. And the podcast is also going to evolve a little bit. Um, This year, we heard from various birthing parents, mothers, talk about their own stories. But next year, I also wanted to try to implement or share more on just coping skills and tools, mechanisms, just how to navigate this life, you know, Um, mindfulness exercises and co-parenting, challenging conversations, parenting. I watched King Richard over Thanksgiving. Me and my family watched it together. And despite some of some noise that have come up recently about it, I really like loved it. Like I thought it was good. I'm a huge Will Smith fan in general. I think he's an incredible actor. I loved Ali and some of the other things. And I thought he did like a really great, great job. And I love films anyway, but I've always kind of pondered the type of parent that I want to be. And something that's always kind of kept coming back to me is I want to be able to raise children that understand the value of hard work. And especially being that I'm raising black sons, I want them to know that you're not entitled to anything and that the world doesn't hand you anything. I don't necessarily think that how we kind of view ourselves is like, you have to work twice as hard. You have to, you know, do triple times the work. I don't necessarily want to implement that message. I just want them to know that in order to get what you want in life, you have to work hard for it. The quote that's always stuck with me from Oprah Winfrey was, there's no such thing as luck. There's a point where hard work meets opportunity. And that's what I want to instill with my kids. I always looked at like Matthew Knowles or, you know, this isn't good, but Joe Jackson and um, Tiger Woods' father and um, many of the other parents, Richard, who did, um, who raised Serena Venus, and kind of looked at their parenting habits and even looked at these these prodigies in which they produced. And I think that when we look at these people who are looked at as these great entertainers, great athletes, like, yes, their parents were like super hard on them and, and, and put all of this work into them, but it also created some mental health struggles. Um, I think that Beyonce has talked about have, having had anxiety and of course she's very private. So we don't know like the extent of what she's had to deal with mentally, but I cannot imagine not being able to just go to Target like I want to or how isolating this world may be, even though you are a billionaire and you live this life that I couldn't imagine 
um, having that type of work ethic, I think, can be very difficult. And we've seen like the parenting of Joe Jackson, how that's impacted all nine, ten of his children. And um, I'm sure there's some impact of Serena and Venus as well. And so being able to find like a healthy balance where I can be able to raise children that can have a voice and advocate for themselves and be able to really like enjoy whatever their passions may be and feel supported and loved and can express themselves, but also know that if you really want this, you have to work hard at it. And I think that that was some of the takeaway that I got from the movie is that they, yes, they had this parent, but they also had these kids that loved what it was that they did and that really, really wanted it and, and wanted to fight for it. And I, I really liked how the movie, at least, depicted how present he was and how he wanted them to still be children. And he wanted to have little moments to teach lessons along the way about being humble, being able to exhibit good sportsmanship and still being a child and not boasting and all of those things I felt was very valuable about the film. Some other things that I've watched that I haven't mentioned before, um, The Lotus, I can't think of the, the White Lotus, I think that's the name of it. It's on HBO. If you want to watch something that's like quickly you'll like get super into, I highly recommend that. It's a limited series. They have a great cast. It's, it's really, really good. Like after the first episode, then you're kind of just like can binge it. And I really liked it. So if you're off at the end of the year, I recommend it. It's a good laugh. It's funny, kind of like a dark comedy, but also kind of like a drama because there's a murder, all of that. It was good. Love Life season two, super good. Loved it. Um, I almost feel like it doesn't get as much, much hype as it should because I haven't met many people that have watched it. Um, but if you like an insecure-ish type of show, if you like romance, check it out. Um, something that I didn't bring up before, I don't think, is a show called Normal People. I watched this at the beginning of the year, and it's set in Ireland, I think. Um, and it's based off of a book, but it is such a beautiful, beautiful show. And it's also a limited series. I think it was nine or ten episodes. Um, and it's kind of like a coming of age love story between two teenagers until adulthood. And it was so, so well done. I'm a sucker for romance. So if you are to watch it. And then um, scenes from a marriage. This one was really a hard watch. <laughs> I can't, it's difficult for me to watch shows about the destruction of a marriage when it's not based off of like physical abuse or um, just something that's, you know, like no nonsense, you have to get a divorce, where it's like the fundamental parts of what brought you together are no longer there and you're deciding not to be there in the relationship anymore. And it's really sad and there's children involved and you have to make this hard decision, but you still love this person, but you're not happy but you might regret your decision and it's complicated and you feel selfish, but you really don't want to be here. All of those things. Um, and it kind of talks about, in my opinion, I often mention this is the evolution of you being a person and how, when you met your partner, when let's say you were 23, 
and those things that how you had sex or what brought you together, things that you had in common may not exist at 38. And being able to stay connected and still be interested in each other and still finding common things or interest in one another and having fun is the work, continuing to communicate because we as individuals are completely, you know, separate from this couple. I hate the phrase of you complete me or you're my missing piece because you weren't born a half person. You were born a full whole human being. Um, but you're trying to make something work with a whole other human being who comes from a completely different cultural background and household and family dynamics than you. And that's the hard work of it all. And this show spoke to that in the two actors, Jessica Chastain and Oscar Isaac, whom I loved in Dune, do a really, really great job depicting that. Um, and another random thing, and this may date me as far as my age, is the Alanis Morissette documentary which was so good because it was on the background of The Jagged Little Pill, which is a wonderful, wonderful album. And there's also a musical. Um, and I think Alanis was just always so beautiful. And it's so crazy that she was 21 when the album came out and she wrote that. But the documentary was really, really great. And it kind of just talked about just the horrible parts of the music industry and how she was so susceptible to um, sexual abuse. And how a lot of that she carried and was through her expression, through her music. And she suffered from an eating disorder. And her just idea of who she was as a person and having to go through therapy to work through that. So that was good. And it made me pull up the album on title and listen to it over and over. And it was nostalgic because I think I was, I think that was like elementary school fifth grade, sixth grade, maybe when that came out. Um, yeah, that was, yeah, that was good. Um, so those are shows that I've been watching. And then, um, thinking about the new year, um, when I say that I felt like 2021, like I bust my ass, like I worked hard. I worked late nights. My brain was just like an overdrive and I've been going back and forth between, you know, like the end goal of what I want and what, what all of this means. And the goal that I've wanted requires even more work than what I've been producing. And it's figuring out if that's what I want to do. Um, because you know how like you'll have this idea, like let's say for like Bill Gates, for example, and I'm not saying I want to be a billionaire by, by no means at all. I'm just speaking hypothetically. Um, Let's say Bill Gates thought of Microsoft and he was like, oh my gosh, I could do all of this with Microsoft. And then Microsoft kept getting huger and huger and huger and bigger and bigger. And as a brand, it was international and I'm sure it required like late nights and weekends and not being present and not being there. But then he became Bill Gates, you know? When you think about it all, it's like, do you want to be Bill Gates? <laughs> Or do you just want to be a participant in Microsoft? And I think that that's like at the, the road cross, and I know that's super hypothetical, but that's like at the road cross of which I'm at. Um, because in this new year, I just want to feel full so much more. I felt very, um, I felt very empty towards the end of the year. And empty as in like exhausted and tired. 
and um, just all over the place and anxious. In this new year, I love to cook and I want to cook more. I want to explore so many more recipes and I want to have dinner parties and go to friends' houses and have good food. And um, I've learned throughout the pandemic that I prefer to cook or eat home-cooked meals more than I do to go to a restaurant because with this staffing shortage, <laughs> I just feel like sometimes I'll go out to eat and I'll be like, this food was kind of mediocre and I could have just cooked this at the house. Um, I have those moments like a lot and it's just like the wait time and all that. Like I'll just cook a meal. Um, so I want to cook more. I want to travel and I know we have this whole new variant. So I've really enjoyed traveling locally, um, renting like a home somewhere and just staying there for the weekend um, going to like a waterfall in Georgia and hiking or doing those little day trips feels good to me. Like I'm getting out, I'm seeing something. Like when I talk about how life is so short, as cliche as it is, and how there's so many distractions of the horrifics of this world and of this country, we can get so caught up in that and miss all of the beautifulness that this world has to offer and all of these experiences that we can engage in. And that's so important not to miss because we're not promised tomorrow. And we can be so, you know, in tuned with our anger and our frustration and the unfairness of so many things that we can miss looking at the flowers and the rainbows. <laughs> and it's not to say, you know, you can't be upset and you can't be informed, but it's just finding that balance. Um, so that we're not missing so much that this world has to offer. And I can't remember if I shared this once, but I, I think it was when we had the solar eclipse back in 2017, I was working contract at a community agency. Everybody had ordered their sunglasses and I came out on the patio and I looked up and it was literally watching the sun and the moon cross paths. And it was in that moment that I realized how there's just so much out there. Like we are in this moment of time and we are experiencing this in our community, but there's so much in this universe and in this world and in so many other places. And there's trillions of people. And it's just a reminder how you have to live because we only have this moment. And that's what I want to do next year. I want to focus more on friends and family and laughter and feeling full and being present with my children because they are growing. My my youngest climbed out of the freaking crib <laughs> and we had to like, like game changer. I had to pull out a toddler bed and, and he had to get adjusted to that and just all of this stuff. He opening doors and walking out in the middle of the night and the boy is 19 months and I wasn't ready. Um, so just being present because they are growing. My my four-year-old is going to be five next month. And he is just so freaking smart. His vocabulary just amazes me. He was, um, I dropped him off at school this morning and he was like, Mom, we're going to do hot chocolate tonight, okay? And please go and get some cinnamon rolls and do curbside because I don't want you to go in these <laughs> four. Um, but I don't want to make this too long of a podcast. 
I just wanted to check in, give you some updates, tell you where I am, tell you that I'm grateful for you listening to me. Um, And you're going to hear more from me next year as I'm doing more episodes myself. Oh, one last thing. I want to say this. Um, I'm going to say this as quick as possible because someone's waiting on me. But I previously wanted to go back to school to get a PhD for a while. I wanted to. And I've been going back and forth of if I really wanted to for the right reasons. Um, But as of lately, I've decided that I want to get more education on the things that I'm passionate about. Um, Although I'm certified and I have the expertise in PMADS, perinatal mood and anxiety disorders, I also want to get certified in reproductive health. Um, learn more on just the body, uh, how birth control affects our mental health, our hormones affects our mental health, um, just sexual health overall, as well as trauma is huge because you just don't know how much trauma affects you as a human being, how it affects you as a parent and birth trauma, how it also affects your postpartum experience. Those are additional things I want to add to my palette and the work that I do. Um, So I will be heightening up all of that education throughout 2022. Um, So that's a part of my credentials as well. And that will be in lieu of going back to school. Oh, and one last thing, a big thing, I guess, that really is a huge part of gratefulness is I'm going to be on a TV show. I am going to be a guest expert (laughs) therapist on an episode of a show um and my episode will air probably february ish um but it was super exciting the experience was super exciting um i don't know how people do tv because it's crazy um but um yeah i was i was on it and it was pretty cool how everything came to be of me being uh, selected or um, not even like I had to apply for it or anything like that. Like someone saw the work that I did, asked if I would be interested in being a guest and everything kind of happened from there. So that was super, super cool. Um, but I will definitely give you all of those details when everything kind of unfolds, but it's it was an amazing experience. And I'm super, super grateful of everything that transpired this year and super excited about everything that is to come for 2022. Okay, so that's it. I will see you in the new year. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Thank you. I love you. I'll talk to you soon. And don't stop pushing. Yeah, yes. Water in my face and everything is in its place. Peace of mind, even my grace. I'm so blessed. Yes, yes, yes. My grandma almost lived to see 92. I'm so blessed. Yes, 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 yes. My son was born healthy and beautiful. I'm so blessed. Yeah, yes. My mama's on my right side, daddy on my left. My son, father doing his absolute. I'm so blessed. Bless, bless.